Welcome, you're listening to the Agile Unemployment Podcast, where in each episode, we take an in-depth look at being out of work. We'll talk about the programs and benefits available to you. We'll talk about the job hunting process itself. And most importantly, we're going to address the psychological and emotional impact that being out of work has on the individual. I'm your host, Sabina Sulat. I'm an HR expert and author. A few years ago, I lost my dream job and found myself unemployed for the first time in my life. I was frustrated by the lack of resources and information available to people out of work. But more than that, I was just stunned by the fact that we don't talk about unemployment. I took my experience and I turned it into a book and I now coach people to build resilience while they're out of work. If you are out of work, if you recently lost your job or maybe you've been unemployed for a while or maybe you're just afraid that you might lose your current job, this is the place to be. We're a safe place where we can talk about all aspects of being out of work. We can answer your questions and we can help you build resilience so that when you go back to work, you are stronger and more confident than ever. So let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Sabina. Thanks for joining me today. It is Monday. I hope you're having a great Monday, getting ready to tackle the week. Me personally, I had a fantastic weekend. I got to visit with a friend who, they've been a friend for well over a year but I have never met them in real life. I'm trying to do better at that. If you follow me online, if you follow me on social media, you know I'm calling this friendship, kind of my way of facing uh, our new normal by meeting up with people I haven't met in real life or who I haven't seen in a long time because those personal relationships are one of the things that sustain us in good times and in bad, and they're really important for our health, our well-being, sometimes for our careers. So I hope that you follow my example and do that. Before we get started today, I, of course, as always, want to talk about some successes. And these are a little different. I'm coaching two people who are not unemployed. One of them came to me and said, I don't want to leave my job. I like where I am. I just want to make sure I'm not trapped here. So one of the things we started working on was development. They feel they fell into their position by default. In speaking with them, I know for a fact that they are very good at what they do, but they don't believe it. One of the things we came to the conclusion to do was to get certification in their field. I thought that would be that confidence booster that they signed up for a course at the local community college. It's online. And they did a pretest for the course, for the certification. Very bummed out. They sent me an email saying, oh, I you know went in blind and I scored in the low 70 percentile. And in our next session, we were talking it out, and I I looked up online, and I told them, uh, you do know that passing for certification in this is 71%, which you have above that. And they were shocked. And they said, well, I know a lot more than I thought I knew. It's really knowing the jargon and definitions and a few processes. They feel so much better about their job. Very proud of them. 
The other person that I want to talk about real quick, almost the same thing. They're feeling the recession breathing down their neck. They don't want to be caught off guard. We did some little little bit of polish on the LinkedIn profile. We made sure they have an, a ready resume so they won't have to worry about that should the worst happen. They decided to apply for uh, some jobs. They already have two offers. They've only been applying for about a month. And when they talked to me, they said, I just feel relief. I feel that even if the worst were to happen, I'm ready. I would have no problem finding another job. And that's all I wanted to know. I didn't want to be adrift with nowhere to go. And a lot of people right now feel that way. I completely understand it. So I'm going to segue to a very quick announcement. I have had a lot of people reach out to me saying, I'm not unemployed, but gosh, I'm afraid I'm going to be. I get it. I think most people feel that way on a regular basis, let alone right now when the economy is not looking too good and there's a lot of gloom and doom in the news. I am creating a course based on my book that is not for those of you who are out of work, but it's for people who are afraid they might be and they want to prepare. They don't want to be caught off guard. I should be launching that probably about mid-October, so stay tuned. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. I think it might hinge on my successes. I often talk about mental health and well-being and how important that is for when you're out of work. And it really is your state of mind. People see it. They feel it. Recruiters, hiring managers, your family, your friends. It's hard to keep your spirits up. I talk about that a lot. But today I want to shift gears and I want to talk about your physical health. This is something we are not good at this. I will tell you right now, I'm right there with you. And I'll share my story I come from one of those families that, you know, we used to kid that it was almost like Monty Python and the Holy Grail where a bone sticking out or uh, you're, you're bleeding profusely and you, you're told, shake it off. It's just a flesh wound. I just grew up in this family where we didn't take sick days and we didn't go to the doctor. Soup cured everything in my Nana's opinion. And that carried over to the next generation. But also I do get caught up in work, other things, and I don't prioritize my health. And recently that came back to haunt me. I'm in the middle of a health crisis. I'm going to be okay. This one is kind of new and I didn't expect it. I had been in Santa Fe, New Mexico, attending a board meeting and one of my fellow board members, his wife, is a physical therapist and she commented that I was walking a little funny and I attributed it to travel, the altitude, all kinds of things. When I got back home, I went to see my doctor. I did have pain in my right leg down my back and she said, oh, it's sciatic. Uh, let me give you uh, some a prescription for that and let's look into some other things. So I started going to the chiropractor and it worsened. Pain changed. I had to go to see someone for pain management. I had to have an MRI. 
I'm in physical therapy. I see the chiropractor. I mentioned to a friend this weekend, it's like, this is now a part-time job for me. I'm spending about seven to eight hours on treatment a week. And the issue is unlucky. It's not terribly serious. It does require extremely minor surgery, which I'm trying to schedule for October. But I've had this problem going on for, I'm not kidding you, about three years. And I just shook it off. And now it's to the point where walking is painful. Standing is painful. I'm on multiple medications, which I normally don't do. I'm telling you all of this because I want to share the journey. I will be looking at a lot of physical therapy and other things to get just back to where I can be normal again. I feel like I've lost about three months of my life. I haven't been able to enjoy things the way I want to. I was looking to do some travel and now that has been shelved, which is extremely sad for me. That's one of my favorite things to do, all because I disregarded my health. I didn't prioritize it. And I think that happens a lot. First of all, we all did it during the pandemic, right? You, you couldn't go out. You couldn't go to doctors. You're afraid to go out. Uh, your lifestyle's changed. And now we're you know back at work and we're doing revenge travel and all of these other things. I want you to take a minute and take care of your physical health. I want you to do that checkup and make sure that everything is optimal. I go back to my client who wanted to prepare if there's a recession. Your physical health is a part of that. So let's let's kind of look at that. I want to first do a refresh on if you're unemployed, how you need to care for your health. And then we'll talk about if you still have a job and you have insurance. So jumping in, there seems to be this misnomer that uh, if you are out of work, you don't have insurance, you can't have health care, you can't go to the doctor. It's not true. If you lose your job and you were lucky enough to have insurance through your employer, you will be offered COBRA. And that stands for an acronym that I always forget. I think it's a funny acronym for your healthcare. The law that is supposed to take care of you and your healthcare insurance is named after the deadliest snake known to man. I wonder if anyone ever thought that was a bit ironic. I know I do. So a quick little overview of what COBRA is. COBRA, the acronym Consolidated Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act. It is a federal law. Basically, it means that if you are separated from your employer, you have an option to purchase the same insurance you were on through that employer. The difference is you will be paying, as a lot of people know, massive amounts of money for that. It's pretty much anywhere between 800 to $1,500 a month. Very few of us have that disposable income. The law was created so that people would have insurance when they lost their jobs. You pay, you don't pay your employer, you pay a vendor who puts you on your employer's or keeps you on your employer's health care plan. 
when you separate from your job, you're usually handed a bunch of papers or sent email addresses, and this is a part of it. You don't have to take it right away to still be eligible for it. I think there's a 90-day grace period. And one thing I tell people who are out of work, you no longer are dependent upon that for health care. Now that we have the Affordable Health Care Act, you can go to your state exchanges and sign up for health care based on your budget and your health care needs. Quick background. I was an employee of the Department of Health and Human Services. That's the government entity that more or less were the architects of the Affordable Health Care Act. And I've also worked for the country's largest insurance provider, a Blue Cross Blue Shield entity. And I'm still confused by the exchanges. And I think I have a pretty good background for it. I still have to think, look things up. It's very complicated. It's overwhelming. It's scary. My best advice to you, check out your state's website. So it's a federal law that all Americans will have insurance. And in fact, if you don't have insurance, you're breaking the law. But the states run the exchanges. The exchanges are where you go. Think of it as, yes, a marketplace. Just like Amazon, it's a place where you go and you shop for healthcare. And you can get healthcare for prescription medication, for your dental vision. All of those things are on those exchanges. My suggestion is always you need to figure out what you and your family's healthcare needs are. You need to then, when you're shopping for healthcare, make sure that the doctors you need or the treatments that you need are on the plan that you choose. You will have 90 days to choose another plan, so don't be too intimidated. My best suggestion is to call. Call the exchange. I know in my state and a few others I've dealt with, they have very, very well-educated, helpful individuals who will help you pick out the plan that is best for you. Not really the paradigm that we think of when we think of state employees, but that's been my experience, the experience of people that I have worked with. Besides that, as I said, it is the law. So you do not have to go without health care. I myself got my insurance through the exchanges and I had an MRI. I have chiropractic. I see someone for pain management. I have physical therapy. All of those things through my insurance provider at a rate that I can afford on my income. I'm not going to lie to you. If you go through certain plans on the exchanges, you will probably have to go through a lot of referrals. You'll have to do your research. You'll have to be patient. There is a more stringent approval process. But if you're vigilant, if you follow it, your doctors work with you, you are able to get health care. I'm very satisfied with the care that I'm receiving. So that's just a side note. When you are separated from your organization, if you lose your job, let's just say you lose your job on the third day of the month, you will be on your employer's insurance plan if you had 
insurance through your employer till the end of that month. So if it happens on October 3rd, you have the rest of the month of October to be insured at no cost to you, except for your co-pays, your co-insurance, things like that. I recommend, I always tell people when they call me that they've just lost their job, the clock is ticking. Prioritize your health care. Use up your insurance. Make sure that you have medications stocked up. Make sure you get your dental and your vision taken care of. If one of your providers can't fit you in for an appointment, tell them, I have lost my job. I only have my insurance till the end of the month. I know that's a hard thing to say and admit. However, now is not the time to be too proud. Now's the time to get things done. I have never had a provider deny me an appointment under those circumstances. With one exception, I had a doctor who was on vacation. So he wasn't even there to see me. When I mentioned to his staff, this is my situation, they found me somebody else in the practice who took me right away. You've got to prioritize your health, your physical health, while you're unemployed. Because first of all, you need to be healthy to go back to work once you find a job. But also, we talk about all of those other emotional components that happen when you're unemployed. And if you aren't physically healthy, you are far more susceptible to things like depression, even things that, uh, you know, ADHD, if you don't have that medication the job search is even harder. So make sure that you are physically healthy during your unemployment period. Make sure you use up the health care you have with your employer and then get onto those exchanges and see what you can find for health care for you and your family. I personally think COBRA is the last resort but keep that as an option. Again, that, that 30 days uh, to look at it. COBRA is limited. If you have a longer job search, you might have to go to the exchanges anyway. I'd rather you do that from a place of strength than after being unemployed for six months and feeling that, oh my gosh, I, I don't have a right to this or I have to settle for substandard insurance. You need to keep that kind of your spirit, your health up. Okay. I think I've given enough lecture on that. So I want to shift to the last thing I want to talk about. I'm getting calls from people who don't want to be caught off guard, who want to be prepared if there's a recession. I do not want to come off as somebody who is a doomsday sayer or anything like that. I think it's just prudent to make sure that you're prepared for all events. It's not that difficult. But let's also keep in mind, as I'm recording this, we are ending the month of September. So we only have a few months left in the year. We're getting into that final quarter of 2022. Let's just say you have a job, you have insurance through your place of work, you're concerned that maybe your job is a little insecure. 
you might be focusing on things like building your network, building your resume, looking and seeing what it's what's out there in your field. Don't disregard your own health and the health of your family. Uh, you want to make sure this is stuff that we should be doing all the time anyway, not just in the event of an emergency or in anticipation of an emergency. But particularly as we end the year, you have probably used up a good portion, if not all, of your health care deductible. So it's not going to cost you as much money as you might think if you need something specific in your health care, a surgery, a form of treatment, or if you're like me and going to physical therapy, it adds up so quickly. I would say this is a great time of year to sit back, take stock of your health, your family's health. Have we had physicals? Have we gotten flu shots? Are we up to date in COVID vaccine? Are all medications current and filled? Have we gone to the dentist and gotten our teeth clean? Do we need glasses, contacts, all of that? Now's the time to do it. Because if you're in that worst case scenario and you do lose your job, that's taken care of. That's one of the last things you have to worry about. But also, as you end the year, when you start a new year, your deductible starts, your, you know, all of those things like the maintenance of you and your body, and you kind of start from ground zero. So let's make sure that you end the year on a good note and you are happy and healthy. I suggest to get organized, you know, make lists of family members and what they have up to date and what they need to have done before the end of the year and then make those appointments. Now's the time to do it because I can tell you right now in December, Optician is going to start sending you emails saying, hey, don't leave those FSA dollars on the card or let them expire. Your FSA is an account that you pay into to cover health care. Usually it runs calendar year to calendar year. If you have unused money, that goes back to your employer. You want to use every penny on that card. Make sure you're using it for your health care. Why not? The other thing is doctor's offices get super busy in November and December because everyone has that aha moment of, oh yeah, uh, the new insurance plan starts January 1st, but I need to use my FSA dollars. I need to get in that covered dental appointment. Appointment space gets tight. Not only that, You've got the holidays and vacations. People are using their final uh, leave by the end of the year. Do it now. Take a few minutes this week. Sit down with your partner, your family. If it's just you, sit down with a spreadsheet. Write everything out. Take an hour and make those appointments. I can almost guarantee if you're employed and you're listening to this, you have paid time off that you have yet to use. Use it for your physical health. Take take a day, Take do your doctor's appointments, and you're done. And you start the new year happy and healthy. And that's it. That's all I got. I wanted to take a minute 
or rather, oh, 25 minutes to talk to everybody about their health care, be it if you have lost your job, you've been unemployed for a while, or if maybe you're afraid that you might be losing your job or your job is insecure in the current environment. I hope I've given you some effective and helpful tips and steps you can do to make sure that your physical health is optimal. And that's really all we can all we can do. I don't want you to be me. I don't want you to be in this situation where you've taken your health for granted because suddenly you're unhealthy. I'm hoping that my health crisis, and I do think it's a crisis, is alleviated very quickly, probably by the end of October. I'll keep you posted. But again, I've lost months over this summer and this early fall to physical therapy, to not being able to be myself. I don't want to see anyone else in that situation. Do not be in my situation. Learn from my mistake. So on this beautiful end of September day, as we enter fall, I wish you good health. I hope that I've given you some advice here that if it doesn't make your unemployment time shorter, it at least makes it a bit easier. Thanks for listening. And there you have it for today. I hope you learned something or heard something today that is helping you as you are in your out-of-work journey and that will help you normalize the conversation about being out of work. If you heard something that resonated with you, please show us support, subscribe, like, or comment on something. If you'd like to learn more information, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Sabina Sulat. I'm the only one. You can also reach out to me on my website, reworkingworks.com. You can also email me at s-s-u-l-a-t at reworking.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to know about private coaching, more about the book, more about the podcast, I wish you luck in your getting back to work journey. I hope that you've learned something here that if it hasn't made that journey a little shorter, it's at least made it a little easier. Until next time, thanks for joining.